This is Unstoppable with Zen Honeycutt, episode 28, Top 12 Killers and How to Prevent Them. You probably have death on your mind these days when you see reports on the news of several hundred people dying each day across the nation, especially in New York, from COVID-19. We're faced with very sombering reality. It is a, it's tragic what's happening right now and very disturbing, can cause a lot of stress and anxiety. And we're here with you. And we, you know, we get, especially, you know, I myself and and our team at Moms Across America get that this is a time to seriously reconsider what's important to us, what our priorities are, and how we can be healthier, how we can boost our immune systems and stay healthier. Now, we've done podcasts about, you know, some steps that you can take to be healthier, healthier. We've mentioned all kinds of vitamins and supplements and things that you can do. But today I want to talk about the reality of what we have been facing in America for decades and sort of shift our perspective not from what's happening, but from to what has been happening and how we can prevent harm and death and tragedy in our family from many ways, the top 12 ways besides what's happening from coronavirus. Because while the coronavirus is spreading across the nation and around the world, there are many health issues which we have been plaguing us for decades that for the most part, the media has not been addressing our our uh, family members, our friends, you know, simply ignore, and our doctors do not advise us on how to prevent them. So I want to address some of these ways today and keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. This is simply my perspective from, you know, the news that's out there and anything that I say, I urge you to research and to look into further. You may find even more updated statistics and things than I have, um, but I want to give you my perspective on it based on the past seven years of experience of, of talking to many brilliant doctors and scientists and researchers and farmers and the like. So the reality is that today, you know, we are hearing on the reports of, you know, 780 people dying a day. Of, of COVID-19. And, um, you know, my heart breaks for these families, uh, especially since these, these family members are, for the most part, they're dying alone. They may have a nurse in the room, but they can't be with their loved ones when it happens. So uh, this is extremely tragic. And, and what I'm about to say does not diminish the, the reality of what's happening today with COVID-19. Um, what I'm addressing is in addition to what's happening with COVID-19. And that is that 1,772 people, 1,772 people are dying a day of heart disease. Heart disease, folks. And women are the number one people to be impacted by heart disease. That is uh, 
it, well, they say it's also men, but women um, who are obese or overweight, uh, people with a family history of heart attack, all of that, right? People who smoke also impacted. However, the, one of the number one reasons for heart disease, according to many brilliant doctors out there, is eating too much meat. The red meat, the chemicals in the meat, the fat, the saturated fats in the meat contribute to 647,000 people dying per year. That's one person every 37 seconds. And the statistics comes from the CDC. Now, if you read the book, How Not to Die, which is what I almost called this podcast, but I'd be stealing his title, from Michael Greger, you will be confounded. I mean, you will just be blown away by the amount of science behind the claim that meat is what contributes, is, is the number one contributing factor to death in um, around the world. And that is because of the, the contributing factor to heart disease and some of the other top 12 killers. So I would like to have just invite you to consider this and to look into this science. There are movies called like um, Forks Over Knives, where they studied, I believe it was about 30,000 um, people. It might, might have been, might have been less, but it was definitely tens of thousands of people over a decade or two, and might have been even three decades. And they, the people who ate meat once a week or maybe once a month, it was, you know, definitely not more than once a week. Uh, but the people who ate less meat had a dramatically lower, uh, lower amount, a smaller amount of heart disease. It, it might've been something like 70% or whatever. I'm sorry, I don't have these exact facts, but it was a dramatic, a huge amount uh, of um, fewer um, heart attacks and, and cases of heart disease. So meatless Mondays is not going to cut it, folks. Having meat every single day, and especially like some Americans have with every single meal, is simply too much. And it's not how our ancestors ate, and it's not what we need to thrive. It's It was something that was developed by marketing companies in order to get us to eat more meat so that they could sell more meat. Uh, you know, the, the sausage for breakfast and the big giant meatball sandwich for lunch at Subway and, and um, you know, steak for dinner. That only benefits the factory farms, the, the large factory farming companies um, and, and very few, there's very few small farms left in America today, but, um, that's, it benefits them. It does not benefit your body and your heart. So I would suggest that you consider with your family a meet once a week, um, initiative meet once a week where you plan, you know, you get your fat on Fridays or, you know, your, your fish on Fridays and maybe your, your red meat on Saturdays or something like that. But you start, go get a, a vegan cookbook or a vegetarian cookbook and start during this pandemic to, to teach yourself new meatless recipes, new recipes that focus on whole food, plant-based diet. And you will see if you look up some recipes, especially Asian food, um, Indian food, Thai food, Chinese food, there are many types of foods out there that are just bursting with flavor and spices and vegetables 
that will have you not missing meat at all. And I know as someone who ate meat practically every single meal, um, as a child and as a young adult, and, and I now have a somewhat high cholesterol, um, I know how weird this idea can be because in my family, it was, what is the meat, vegetable and starch? You know, it was always a meat, um, uh, some type of vegetable or salad and either potatoes or rice, uh, or pasta. That was the staple that was pretty much always on our plate. It was, we almost never had, um, you know, no meat for, for, especially for dinner. So, um, you know, and that includes fish as well too. Right. So just consider though, that meat once a week would not only, uh, prevent heart disease, could prevent heart disease from forming in you. Um, it could help to save the planet because the amount of animals that we're consuming, um, at this rate in America today, we're contributing, uh, I believe it's like half the amount of the uh, emissions, right? The methane and um, the CO2 from these cows uh, is, is contributing to climate change in a massive way. And this is, you know, this is, this is science. And I'm sorry that some people disagree with it. Um, but we can reduce that amount of carbon in the air and sequester it by using regenerative organic agriculture, which can include animals. I'm not saying, you know, for people to absolutely never eat meat, although I, my son would, would uh, give you plenty of science to show that we should not be eating meat at all. Um, but if, if, you, if farmers do incorporate animals in regenerative organic farming, it's a huge benefit to our planet. And um, I would really encourage looking into more regenerative organic agriculture and getting a vegan cookbook that can show you. There's one called The Frugal Vegan, which I enjoy. And uh, it gives you great recipes for tasty, delicious food, which will have you not missing meat at all. So that would take care of heart disease. The next uh, number two of the top 12 killers is cancer. 1,660 people die a day of cancer. And this is according to the American Cancer Society. That's 69 people per hour, folks. And cancer and heart disease combined make up 46% of the deaths. We could stop 46% of the deaths in America by people simply eating a whole food plant-based diet that is organic. They are, or pesticides and herbicides are one of the major contributing factors of developing cancers. This is across the board. Toxins, exposure to toxins is um, a major part of contributing to cancer. I know a lot of people will, some doctors will say that it's viruses, um, but I would also argue with you that, or, or have you uh, consider that when you eat pesticides in food, when you eat non-organic food, that that weakens your immune system. So that will make you more susceptible to viruses. So always look back at the source. Is the source of my food, is it whole? Is it plant-based? Is it organic? And if you can, is it local? And is it seasonal? Those types of things will have you be the healthiest. And if you ate like your great-grandparents did, 
for the most part, especially because there are national, you know, nationalities, certain nationalities have um, certain um, factors, which, you know, they're, they're either their blood type or just their genetic disposition to not eat certain foods. And uh, when they do eat the standard American diet, that's when they develop the cancers and the heart disease. You know, for instance, I went to an alternative doctor um, for, for many years when I needed to, because I, I don't need to often go to the doctor because I'm pretty healthy. Um, and she said that her patients that she sees, out of her patients that she sees, the Asian ones, especially one from, you know, from China, Korea, like that, the, the elderly people of those races that she sees, they only come in with normal old, old folks problems like, you know, fungus in their toenails or, um, you know, uh, problems with their knees, you know, things like wearing out your body, wear eyesight issues, things like that. But the majority of the people that she sees from certain Asian races, like there are young people and they all have these chronic illnesses that are attributed to the food that they eat. And the food that they eat is the standard American diet. The older people have stuck to their diets that they ate when they were children, which was predominantly rice and vegetables with a little bit of meat as more like a condiment. The younger people are eating the standard American diet, which is fried food, fast food, um, hardly any fermented vegetables. The older Asian um, populations eat a lot of fermented vegetables. And um, she said that the younger people are the ones that are facing the, the life-threatening health issues that she needs to intervene in, you know, in a, in a major way with an onslaught of, you know, natural supplements and diet changes that are quite drastic. The older people, when she talks to them about their diet, she, they don't need to change their diet. They're simply experiencing things from, you know, being old where, you know, your body starts to break down in certain ways that are, you know, I don't want to say they're normal, but they're much more, um, they, you know, they are much more normal, right. Than a, than a 20 year old getting lupus, right. And their hair falling out and their skin having, you know, being all rashy and eczema. Those are autoimmune conditions that are caused predominantly by toxins in our environment. And the major contributing factor of toxins, uh, sorry, toxins in our, in our life, but, and the major contributing factor of toxins in our life is, uh, our food. And the majority of our food has tested positive. The samples that have been tested, and there were 7,800 samples tested in Canada alone, which included food from the U.S. Uh, the majority of them had glyphosate residues in them, especially foods like uh, garbanzo beans, wheat, peas, beans, um, foods that contain sugar, buckwheat, all types, many types of grains and beans and peas, foods that are dried before you consume them. In some cases, the samples, 100% of the samples tested positive for glyphosate. You know, for instance, of the wheat samples or the, or the garbanzo bean samples. So we are consuming glyphosate at very high levels in America. And glyphosate has been shown to destroy the beneficial gut bacteria in our gut and, and promote the growth of the pathogenic gut bacteria. And that means that the overgrowth of that pathogenic gut bacteria has something on it called lipopolysaccharides that signal the vagus nerve to tell the brain 
the immunoglia um, cells in the brain to go and attack. So it's like bad guys in the stomach, and then the brain says attack. And that tells the brain to create glutamate, which is an excitotoxin, which has your brain neurons be inflamed and um, ca can cause irrational behavior, erratic behavior, um, memory loss, early onset dementia, Alzheimer's, which I will, which is one of the top 12 killers. And, um, and, uh, you know, it, inflammation in the brain can lead to the fatigue and moodiness and other types of issues, lack of uh, learning, you know, learning disabilities, behavioral issues, all of that. And, um, and can contribute to overall inflammation in the body and a weakening of the immune system. When they, when Glyphosate kills the beneficial gut bacteria in your gut. It also gets rid of serotonin and melatonin and important hormones that are made and stored in the gut that also prevent some of the other top 12 killers, one of them, which I will mention, um, again, diabetes. And so that is, um, that is the reason why consuming organic food is such a huge factor in reducing cancer because when you weaken your immune system, you are more susceptible to viruses and to cancer um, cells in your body that we all have, you know, those cancer cells growing, um, being stimulated and growing more. And glyphosate has been shown to stimulate the growth of breast cancer cells. Glyphosate has been shown to increase the risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma by up to 50% with exposure. And multiple myeloma as well is increased with glyphosate exposure. And I'll also get into kidney and liver disease as well that is um, a that has been shown to be caused by glyphosate herbicides. So folks, we're consuming something in our everyday diet, which is contributing to um, the top two, uh, and even more actually three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of actually eight out of the top 12 reasons why we, um, why we die and we're consuming that in our food. So eating organic food can reduce these, um, the some, many, most of the top 12 reasons why we die in, um, just by making a choice to eat organic food. And I know now that people are, you know, stressed out about stocking food and what you have in your, in your stocks, maybe that may not be organic, but as much as possible going forward, I'm going to ask you to please consider that the extra money that you spend in buying organic food can prevent many of the top 12 killers that are happening to us uh, in America today and around the world. Okay, so we talked about number one was heart disease. Number two was cancer. Uh, number three, and this is according, and this is according to an article in Healthline and, and many other sources, accidents, unintentional injuries is number three. That's 161,000 deaths per year. Um, and those are mostly according to, you know, for people who are in um, risky jobs and motor vehicle accidents and unintentional falls, you know, things like that. Number four, chronic lower respiratory diseases, 153,000 people die a year. Women are most likely to be affected. People who smoke, people over 65. And, um, that is, 
these are also chronic lower, lower respiratory diseases can be contributed to um, the flu shot and certain vaccines. And I say this only out of uh, personal experience right now and the amount of conversations that I've had about especially elder, elderly people who get the flu shot and other vaccines. Um, there's a, a strange occurrence, uh, coincidence that I'm noticing is that they develop COPD and emphysema. And this happened to my father. And uh, those two issues weren't what killed him. It, it, it was the heart, um, the impact from on his heart and his liver and kidney, um, which is also attributed to by the toxins and vaccines, the aluminum and vaccines, and the impact of, of the uh, on the immune system. But just consider looking into, if this is the first time you've hear, heard of it, the um, the in, the ingredients in vaccines and take a look or have a conversation with, you know, look, just look into the incidences of COPD and emphysema and um, chronic respiratory diseases in connection with uh, in the vac in vaccines, especially the flu shot. So I'm extremely concerned about the development of a vaccine for COVID-19 and perhaps, you know, the, the enforcement of it being required in people and the number of respiratory diseases that uh, would crop up after uh, people taking that, that shot, especially if it's combined with a flu shot, you know, the, the call them the quadrivalent where they have four different strains of the flu in one shot. This is not something that elderly people should be getting. Um, my father was um, healthy to the point of, you know, all he had was bad knees, bad eyes, and bad ears from, from, you know, things that wearing down being 91 years old. And then he was given the high dose flu shot, which is four different flu strains in one. And uh, within a month later, he also had a, a D-tap shot because he fell and they thought the scratch scrape or uh, scrape or cut in his arm could somehow give him um, tetanus, right? So he got these two shots, and within um, a few weeks, he was he before he was walking a mile and a half a, a day, and then uh, within a few weeks, he couldn't even walk to his car without a walker without stopping. And uh, within two months, he started going to the doctors, and they finally figured out within two months that he had to have um, immediate heart surgery. He had congestive heart failure chronic kidney disease, liver disease, um, emphysema, COPD. He could hardly breathe. He was having a lot of difficulty breathing. He needed an oxygen machine. So, you know, that those shots almost killed him. And then later on when he did die, 18 months later, um, he died of the heart and liver and kidney issues, um, which, which he had never had before. He, his organs were healthy before he had those shots. So seriously consider um, the ingredients in vaccines and the impact, especially on elderly people. So number five in this list, the number of deaths per year is uh, stroke. And interestingly enough, one of the top reasons the people that it's most common is, is women who use birth control and people with diabetes, people with high blood pressure, people with heart disease, also people who smoke, um, very common in men as well. And, um, you know, a lot of times that's because they're eating, um, unhealthy food and don't go to the doctor. They ignore, you know, their health. And if, if men went to the doctors more, we could also avoid a lot more of these deaths. 
So um, reconsider women using birth control. And if you changed your diet to organic, you could uh, eliminate diabetes and even high blood pressure. That's happened with my mother. She has uh, switched to organic diet, eating very healthy. She's really reduced her the grains that she's eating in her diet, um, less meat, and a lot of whole foods, plant-based vegetables. She is not exposing herself to TV after, I think, seven or eight o'clock at night. So no TV, no EMFs, you know, no cell phones. And she's getting a much better, you know, night's sleep. And she's also not eating um, breakfast until much later in the morning. I, I don't know if it's 10 or 11 or something like that. So she's doing intermittent fasting, which gives your body time to rest and time to process the food and time to heal. And so that's another thing that can really uh, prevent uh, damage like that. So that can reduce your diabetes and, and high blood pressure and heart disease, which can uh, lead to stroke. So you want to make sure also to exercise a lot. And if you're stuck in quarantine, that's going to take some extra effort to do. So you want to make sure to get up and dance, exercise, go for a brisk walk, get on a bicycle machine if you have one, um, and make sure to increase the flow of oxygen uh, rich blood. Now, another thing that can reduce the flow of, of oxygen, um, according to scientists very recently, is exposure to 5G. 60 gigahertz is affecting the oxygen in the body and in the blood. And um, really look into this, take a look up, type up 60 gigahertz plus oxygen plus 5G. And, um, and this is another reason why we really need to stop 5G from coming into our neighborhoods. And I mean, anywhere on the planet, really. But uh, this is one reason why we need to take action also in our, our schools. It's very important. Okay, so number six is Alzheimer's, and I already mentioned one way that you can prevent that. It's to eat organic and to make sure you're not consuming too much aluminum. It has been proven that uh, aluminum is in the brains of patients that died from Alzheimer's. They, they tested um, carcasses, and um, the, the patients that died of Alzheimer's or had Alzheimer's when they died, um, and um, people who children and young adults who had autism had higher levels of aluminum in their brains in particular areas. And so glyphosate is, uh, has been found in vaccines and our organization tested five childhood vaccines and found glyphosate in every single one of them. And an MMR was the highest amount. And, uh, glyphosate can break down the blood brain barrier in addition to impacting the gut bacteria, right? It can also break down cell wall barriers, blood brain barriers. And, and when that happens, it can allow the aluminum that's in the vaccine to go into the brain. And so I believe that vaccines and glyphosate are a major contributing factor, if not the causal factor of vaccine damage in America today. And if the vaccine manufacturers were able to take glyphosate out, if they were to take aluminum out, then we would not be having this problem with vaccine damage that we're having. And the pharmaceutical companies would not be facing the resistance to vaccines that we currently have today. And, um, and if, if you believe that vaccines work the way that they're supposed to, 
then, you know, we wouldn't be having these other diseases apparently um, that they're supposed to be preventing. So um, I have, there's a lot of science also saying that vaccines don't work at all, um, or at least don't work the way that they're supposed to, um, or that are claimed to. So take a look at that if you would like to um, further. Okay, so Alzheimer's and also autism, which is not a, it's not a number one case of death listed in this, not one of the top 12 listed in here, um, but is an epidemic. One out of 36 children in America today have autism and many of them live shorter lives. So I would ask that you look into that statistic as well with children with autism as, as one of you know the, the children or the young adults who are dying, how many of them I would ask have autism. Okay. Number seven is diabetes. I already talked about that. Eating a whole food plant-based diet that's organic can dramatically, you can get rid of diabetes. That's what my mother's doing right now. Diabetes is not a lifelong sentence. You can get off diabetes medication and re, and eliminate diabetes by eating healthier, whole food, plant-based diet. Um, number eight is the flu and pneumonia. They have listed 51,000 deaths per year. And um, again, you can reduce those deaths by strengthening your immune system and you strengthen your immune system by eating a whole food plant-based diet. Number nine is kidney disease. I already talked about that with glyphosate, that glyphosate contributes to kidney and liver disease. And number 10 is suicide. 11 is septicemia and 12 is chronic liver and kidney disease. And I already talked about chronic liver and kidney disease as well. And suicide, by the way, um, is, is attributed to, can be also attributed to the lack of serotonin in your gut, which is reduced by consuming glyphosate. And so many of these top 12 issues can be eliminated by eating a whole food, plant-based diet. And I would urge you to try on meat once a week. Have this be a new thing and an exciting adventure for your family to eat more whole food, plant-based diet recipes and enjoy and be creative. Thank you for listening today.